Today we're going to be looking at being witnesses everywhere. Now, maybe you thought last week sounded kind of like a Dr. Seuss title, being witnesses here and there, and now we're talking about everywhere. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but the idea, the idea is that Jesus wants us to be witnesses, not just here, not just there. He wants us to be witnesses everywhere. I know that's starting to sound like Sam I Am or something, but he, he wants us as his followers to whatever, wherever we are, to be his light. Whatever we are about, to be showing who Jesus is. That we won't just like live kind of separately or differently. Yes, we are called to be different than the world, but we would, but we would be called to live in a way that's attractive, that's, that's where people are missing the hope of Jesus, and they want to come to the light. They want to understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so I pray, as we look at, we're going to continue looking at Acts 1-8 today, and we are in this, this series called Ordinary People, Extraordinary God, because we are ordinary, but we serve an extraordinary God. And, and we've been looking at some different people this summer who are ordinary, and what their purpose was, and what they were about, and what they were called to do. But in each case, we see that we, they serve an extraordinary God. And this extraordinary God is the God that we serve. And we've seen Hannah and Mordecai, Rahab. We've looked at a lot of different passages. Uh, last week, we looked at this in Luke chapter 8. We looked at this, this guy that was demon-possessed. And he... You might, you might have said, well, he's not an ordinary, ordinary man because uh, most people aren't demon-possessed. But he was in the sense, he was ordinary that he was, we don't even know his name. And so this man, he came, when Jesus had mercy on him, when, when Jesus had mercy on him and, and gave, cast out this, these demons out of his life, the people were worried. The people saw that he was sane and he was normal. And we saw how we have an extraordinary God. And that whether we are in Jerusalem or in Judea, in that time when Jesus said in Acts 1.8 that you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem or in Judea, he's talking about where you are, the place where you live, the place that people know you. And, and then in Judea, the, the, kind of your nationality, places a little further away. But... Jesus wanted this man to be his witness, not wherever Jesus went, but right there where he was. He wanted him to stay put and let people know about who Jesus is. And so some of us are going to stay put and let people know who Jesus is where we are. And so we need, to be, we need to understand that we can be witnesses, and we are witnesses, wherever we are in our Jerusalems. But also we are to be witnesses in, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In fact, if we go to Acts chapter 8, I think there's a slide for it, but it, it shows that it's, these, these are the four places that, that Jesus outlined. This, the Jerusalem, the, the home place, the, the Judea and Samaria, the, the places that are a little further away, and then to the ends of the earth, and that's everywhere. That's what we're talking about today, the ends of the earth. And, and it says that the, the the witnesses of Jesus, the followers of Jesus, are going to receive power to be witnesses. They're going to receive power 
when the Holy Spirit comes on us. And so, it's not just that we're going to be witnesses by whatever we think we're going to do, but Jesus wants us to rely on the power of His Spirit. And if we just try to do it on our own, without the power of His Spirit, it's probably not going to go so well. So let's, let's rely on the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, and let's see how we can be witnesses where in our Jerusalems and in our Judeas and Samarias and to the ends of the earth. What's interesting is this Acts 1.8, it's kind of a model for the rest of the book of Acts. And as we know, or some of, we know that the shortened name of the book of Acts is Acts. But the full title of this book is called The Acts of the Apostles. And because it talks about how the apostles were sent out and they did all these things in the, in the, by the power of the Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not about their power, but it's about the, the Spirit's power. The Holy Spirit is helping them being witnesses in where they are and where, to the, where they're going and to the ends of the earth. And, and so we see this in Acts. The first seven chapters of Acts is all about Acts. It's all about what's happening being witnesses in Jerusalem, their, their hometown. And we saw in Acts 2 to, and 3, it shows how the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they received the Holy Spirit. And this is what we call the, the birth of the church. And, and thousands come to know the Lord Jesus because, of, because Peter and the others open up and share boldly about, what, about the Gospel message. They were being witnesses for Jesus in Jerusalem. And then you see other things they're doing in the next few chapters. But then, starting in about Acts 8 to 11, it, it kind of goes out to Samaria and, and Judea. It's, it's got to get a little more regional. It's getting a little further away. But they're being witnesses. Well, what's interesting is they're not being witnesses because they're straight up obeying. <laughs> they're being witnesses because of persecution that was happening in Jerusalem. Let's not wait till persecution, right? Let's not wait till persecution happens before we get up and go be witnesses other places, right? But they did. There was persecution happening in Jerusalem, and so they were scattered. They went to different places, and they started teaching people about the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ alone. Then in, in Acts 11, through the end of the, of the chapter, or the end of the book, it's talking about to the, reaching the ends of the earth. Witnesses for Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. Now the ends of the earth, back when, when Luke was writing this, it's a little different thinking than what the ends of the earth looks like to us now. I mean, the ends of the earth to them was like getting all... I mean, Paul kept talking about trying to get to Spain. I mean, he was, he was wanting to get all the way to Spain. And there was others that were trying to get to... They wanted to get to India. They were trying to get as far away not because they didn't like people, but because they wanted more and more people to know Jesus. And so they're just trying to spread. They're trying to spread to teach people about the good news of Jesus Christ. And our, our ends of the earth now, I mean, where's the ends of the earth? I mean, is there, a, is there like a place that's like, this is the end? This is the finish line? No, we have a globe. <laughs> Right, uh, and so there's no like, there's no like. This is the end here or there. The end is just 
everywhere. And that's why we're talking about today, everywhere. And, and as we think about the end, as we think about where, you know, if you look at most missionary organizations, they're going to show you the different places where they have missionaries going. And it's amazing to see how God is, is spreading people and sending people to the, to the ends of the earth. But even if you look at all the different places that are being reached, there's still, I, I didn't look at, I forget the stat, but there's still, I think, a few thousand unreached people groups. That means people that have never heard the name of Jesus. That means that pe- people so isolated that, that no one has come in from the, the outside world to tell them about salvation. And as people like that, that I think now are what we're looking at when we say, you're my witnesses everywhere. Go to the ends of the earth. Not just the places where you can get to easily on an airplane or maybe a boat, but the places that it takes a, an airplane plus a boat plus uh, some driving places that uh, maybe not, aren't, aren't even roads. Okay? Most likely there's not even roads to get there. Going to unreached people groups. I want to say that our main idea today is that followers of Jesus, we are senders. If we are to be witnesses of Jesus Christ, if we are to to let people know about the salvation of Jesus, then we send messengers to reach the ends of the earth. We send people. All the people in this room, we're most likely not all going to go places to the ends of the earth. But we do and we are involved in sending people. We're sending people with the good news of salvation, the good news of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. You know, we see in... This is the, the basic command. The, ba- the Great Commission is what we call it. Is that we are to go, not just a few people, but Jesus wants His followers... He says this right when he left in Matthew 28. He says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded. And he says, And surely I will be with you even to the very end of the age. Jesus wants us to go. He wants us to be strategic. He wants us to be led by the Spirit. He wants us to go and reach people, that the nations would know Jesus. It says in, in, in heaven, we know that every tongue and tribe and language are going to be praising Jesus at the throne. Every tongue and tribe. I know sometimes it's hard for us to think about that. Maybe we just think about, we're going to be praising in English, and we probably will. But I think we're, we're praising in whatever language we know. And there's, it's going to be beautiful in heaven because all the languages are going to be praising Jesus. Jesus. People from everywhere. So that means that there, there's, there's thousands of unreached people groups. That means thousands of people, more likely hundreds of thousands of people, perhaps millions of people that have not heard the name of Jesus. And so we, as followers of Jesus, it seems like a daunting task. How are we going to do that? How are we going to reach this? Well, I kind of wonder what the disciples thought too when they were told by Jesus in Acts 1.8, to be witnesses everywhere. Well, that seems impossible, Jesus. But I don't think Jesus was trying to say, 
you guys do it all. I think he was just trying to say, you guys start. You guys start, and I'm going to equip you, I'm going to lead you, I'm going to show you, I'm going to be the one that's taking care of this. But I want you guys to start. Be witnesses where you are, be witnesses where you go, and be witnesses everywhere. You know, we have a we had the privilege about a year ago to hear, actually I guess about a year and a half ago for the first time, to hear about some missionaries that are going to that are living now in Southeast Asia. Many of us know the country, but I'm not going to say it uh, for protection. But Micah and Melissa Ward and their little two-year-old daughter, Joanna, and now they're having another baby in a few months, um, they are reaching people for Jesus. And we have a part to play in that. East Bend, we have representatives, we have people that are going to the ends of the earth. We have people that have been sent out. You know, they were, when they came here the first time, they were at 60-70% support raised, and they were just letting us know about the need. And our team, and our church, came back after hearing their message, and hearing the excitement from them, and hearing what God was doing, and we just said, we want you to go. We, want you, we don't want you to wait until later. We want you to go. We're going we're gonna to support you. We're going to send you out. And our, our first role, and I'll say our first point today, is that we send people with the gospel message. And we can be witnesses. We are witnesses when we send people with the gospel message. Now, I know Micah and Melissa, I know their hearts. Their hearts, even when they were in seminary, just to be clear, Micah was in seminary and Melissa lived with him. She was studying different things. But uh, when Micah was in seminary, I, I, I was in class with him. And when we would go to their house to play Carcassonne or whatever game we were playing in the evening when the kids were in bed, it was nice because they lived right next to us and we could put a baby monitor on and we could hear <laughs> if there was anything going on. We could run back quickly. But anyways, when we were over at their house, and they had a picture, they had a whole map on their wall of this country where they currently are. And how they had been praying about that God was going to send them there. Because these people that they are praying for don't know Jesus. And their hearts are for people to know the good news of salvation. And so we are witnesses when we have part in that. When we are sending people out. You know, they, they mentioned they don't want us just to send them. They want us to visit them too. So, be praying about that. <laughs> be, they, want, they want people to be sent out. We're sending them, but we're sending people with the gospel message. And not just to the ends of earth there, but to the ends of earth everywhere. So we're sending them out. In Acts 13, if you would turn with me there just for a moment. In Acts 13, there was a church. A church in the city of Antioch. Now there's two different Antiochs. But there was, they, they list right away the elders in Acts 13. They talk about the elders of the church and, how, and what they're doing. So it says here, now John called Mark, in the church of Antioch. 
there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simon, called Niger, Luisius of Cyrene, Mananin, who had been brought up by Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So there's just this list of elders. And it's kind of neat because there are a lot of times they don't tell us names of people. And many, some of these people we've never heard of before. But these people, even though they are ordinary people, they were doing something. They are praying and listening and seeing where the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit would move. Because they trust an extraordinary God. And it said, so this Saul, by the way, is, is what we have, who we call Paul, the Apostle Paul. And it says in verse 2, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke. Now I want to just pause really quick. They were worshiping and fasting. Their hearts were ready to do whatever the Holy Spirit said. They were preparing, they were worshiping the Lord, but they were also practicing fasting. There's a lot of spiritual disciplines. There's just a, lot of, a lot of ways that we can connect with the Lord. And this is one of them, fasting. It's, it's a way of saying, even if I'm hungry, I'm choosing to worship Jesus. I'm choosing to depend on the Lord instead of just go to the fridge and get food. I'm choosing to depend on, what, on the Lord to feed me. And that makes no sense to the world, by the way. So these, these men, these elders, they were worshiping the Lord. They were fasting. And the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. So very clearly, I don't know if, this was, if they heard this audibly, but they all knew that Saul, which is also later Paul, Paul and Barnabas were being set apart for the work that God was wanting them to do. They very clearly heard that. I don't know if, if uh, Royal's grandson heard that or not when they, were, when they were about to move to Jordan. Right? I don't know if other people have heard the Holy Spirit say, Go! When, when I was called into missions, I didn't hear clearly of audible voice, but I knew the Holy Spirit was saying go. So when we are surrendered to Jesus, when we are surrendered to what God wants to do, He's going to say something if we're listening. And sometimes it's not necessarily what we want Him to say. Remember, He's in charge. He knows best. And, he, and we, are his, we are His servants. He is Lord. So we say yes. So notice what they did. In verse 3, it says, So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. Wow, look at that, look at that, that surrender, that obedience, that like they knew that God was saying, these two men are supposed to go. These two men, he didn't say where they're going. He said, put them aside, set them aside, send them off. And, it, and I don't know the timing of this, but it's the next verse. It just says, so they did that. 
And I think it's really important for us when we send people, when we're listening to the Holy Spirit, when we're surrendered to the Holy Spirit, surrendered to the voice of God, He's going to tell us sometimes to do things. And it's our choice if we're going to say yes or, are you sure about that, God? Or, surely that wasn't God. Right? Or maybe some other excuses. But they, they laid their hands on these men and they said, this is God's will. We're going to send you off. We're going to send you with the gospel message. But it doesn't say they raised support for two years and they... No, it just, it just says they, they laid hands on them. They prayed and they sent them off. They sent them off, ready to do God's will. Now, when we talked about Micah and Melissa going to Southeast Asia, there was a, a clear need for them to, to be sent off. They needed financial support. And that's why I was really excited that our church is supporting them. It's, it's a, for them, they know that East Bend is faithful in financial support to them. Our second point today is that we can be witnesses when we send people with the gospel message. That was the first point. But we, when we send provision for gospel messengers. When we send provision... We are financially sending them. We are sending them out so that they can have enough resources to be able to do the things that God is calling them to do. We are part of that. We are part of their team. And we are part of... And I I hope when I'm talking about Micah and Melissa Ward that we're not only thinking about them. But... I hope that we can be part of many people going to the ends of the earth, whether it's in Africa or Asia, Europe, where, wherever it is. I mean, we, we, many of us can tell you about people that are reaching people for the gospel, reaching people for Jesus' name in many, in many places around the globe. Please don't let me or anyone else tell you Oh, no, you should only support this one group. Or only support these one people. Only support that. No. Let's be financial blessings. Let's be generous with our money. And let's provide for people where there's needs. Let's be providing to an orphanage in Haiti. Or Tesoros de Dios in Nicaragua. Let's, let's be providing. Let's giving resources. Let's be sending provision to, to missionaries around the globe. People that are sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, the hope and love of Him to others. And we can get excited when we hear about the good news that people are doing. We can be not just sending money, but our, our third point is let's send prayerful support to bless gospel messengers. Let's not just send people. Let's not just send the resources, the, the, the provision, but let's be praying for these people. These, you know, Ellen and I met on the mission field. We needed a lot of prayer then. We still do. 
Um, but we, we need to be praying for people. Praying that the gospel would be clearly shown. That people would be, would be telling, making connections with people. Teaching them about Jesus. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, like Jesus said. And so let's be prayerfully supporting and even blessing, encouraging, giving comfort. Um, when, you know, I remember sometimes when we lived, over, lived in Nicaragua, we would, you know, it was a little, little hard sometimes to stay connected with the community of believers back in the United States because we lived there. We lived there. So it was hard for us to always kind of know what was happening and what, and what people, what, were, what needs were, how we could be praying. Or just even kind of what this kind of normal social issues or things that are going on in the church. But I remember, you know, we would spend time typing up a newsletter. Spend time getting pictures uploaded and, and wanting people to be excited about what, what God was doing. And often, a lot of discouragement went out after those newsletters went out. Not that we expected, but maybe I did, I don't know. Not that we expected that people would be like, oh, wow, good job, you guys are really doing some good things down in Nicaragua. But when you send out a newsletter and nothing comes back, no responses. I mean, here's the, here's the, the good thing about email and the bad thing is we know, we know they got it. They would have bounced if they didn't get it. And it doesn't mean they read it. But also... You know, we send that email out. It's not like it takes like two weeks in the mail, Nicaragua or other places around the world. It takes a long time for mail to come. In fact, um, one way that we can support our gospel messengers, people like Micah and Melissa Ward, we can send them Christmas cards now. And that sounds funny in August. But the, the mail moves so slowly... <laughs> But you can send them things now that you know they'll enjoy later. Even though it's going to take a long time to get there, they can still enjoy some, some stuff. Um, now that I think about it, I should probably send out their address. <laughs> but, you know, it's encouraging to get a response. It's encouraging, even if someone said, hey, that's awesome, we're praying for you guys. Like, that took four seconds to type that. Unless you're a slow typer. But some kind of response to let people know you're encouraged. Good job for for what is happening. Or maybe you've sent out something that's kind of a heavy burden on your heart. Just to know that people are praying. Just to know that that you're being lifted up in prayer. So let's, you know, we can be witnesses when we're sending people out. We can be witnesses by the way we provide and we're sending provision. But also in the way that we are praying for people that are overseas, that are reaching the ends of the earth, that are going places for Jesus and, and bringing the good news of Jesus to people that haven't heard. So let's be prayerfully supporting. Let's be encouraging. Let's be blessing. Let's be thinking about ways that we can help people that are, that are doing this. And I'm not just trying to say about Micah and Melissa, but there's, if you know someone that needs encouragement, or even if you don't know if they need encouragement, they probably do. <laughs> send them something. Send them. 
Because we want to encourage, we want to bless, we want to give, we want to, we want to let people know that they are, they are doing good things even when it's hard, even when they feel disconnected, even when they don't know when the next time you're going to see them. So we, we looked at here that we're witnesses when we send people, when we send provision, and also when we send prayerful support. So today we are saying that, that followers of Jesus, our main idea is that we send messengers to reach the ends of the earth. We send messengers. We send the message, the hope of the gospel of Jesus. We send that to the ends of the earth. So not just here or there, but to everywhere. And I know today we're looking at the ends of the earth, but I don't want to lose focus on the here and the there. I mean, there's, we printed out some of these. You can, you can invite your neighbor, you can invite your friend, you can invite a coworker, someone, just let them, let them know that we're having a church picnic next week. It's going to be led by the Gospel Echoes, Mercy Road team. It's, we're going to have some, some food and games. This is a great opportunity for, them, for someone here to know, to, to know about Jesus, to know about the community of believers. So I encourage you to pick these up, hand it to someone. Someone that doesn't usually come here. Okay, that's a challenge. Pray about who that is and let the Lord show you who to give that to. And maybe it's to give two or three or four of them. But I encourage you, do that. Okay? Um, Jesus wants everyone to know about his salvation. But he needs people to tell. He needs people, sorry, to tell the message of salvation. So he, he wants us to be witnesses. He wants us to invite our neighbors. He wants us to be showing the good news of Jesus wherever we are and including the ends of the earth. We're going to, in just a moment, we're going to close with a song. It's called To the Ends of the Earth. And in this song, it says, Jesus, I believe in you that I would go to the ends of the earth for you alone are the Son of God and all the world will see that you are God. Now I know in the, in the song it says that I would go to the ends of the earth. Maybe, maybe someone in this room, someone that's watching or listening, maybe God is saying, I want you to go on a short-term mission trip, long-term Maybe he's calling you into ministry. We don't know. But let's be listening. Let's be praying and fasting. Be ready for where God is leading. That we can say just like they did in the church of Antioch, we're going to send you out. We're going to pray for you. We're going we're to support you. We're going to be giving you the resources that you need. Now, the Church of Antioch, we don't know about all those details, but we can do that now. We can be giving and praying. We know they were praying. They just didn't have email. I mean, they did have these, these messengers that would send letters, and that's really cool because that's why we have most of the New Testament, because of letters that were sent. Um, 
So during that song, I just want to encourage you. Let's let's put the challenge verse, or the challenge on there. I want to like you to think about this this week. Take some time during this song that we're gonna as a response song, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, "How do you want me to support gospel messengers? Do you want me to be going? Do you want me to be sending? Do you want me how tangibly?" You want me to do that this week, whether it's sending an encouragement, it's sending an extra financial gift, or, or maybe start giving financially monthly, or maybe it's God is calling you to go across the street, or across our country, or to the ends of the earth as a messenger, as a witness for Him.